Hello and welcome to another Meeting Gold podcast. Today, we are joined by the one, the only, Adam, the crime scene cleaner, the the man that can do it all. Adam, how you doing today, brother? Good, man. How are you? Good. <laughs> We've decided we're going to do a Halloween special for you guys. Adam is a crime scene cleaner. I don't know if you can hear me, um, but we're going to take this off. We just wanted to do an intro with them on. For any of the people listening on audio, we currently have hazmat suits on with a face mask is that yeah a respirator a respirator it's actually really hard to breathe in this thing so we're gonna take them off but adam we're so pumped to have you man let's get started thanks okay now that we have the hazmat suits off and the respirators which we just took off which was honestly it was hard to breathe i'm not even gonna lie but you said it gets really hot when you're doing those those cleanings like like the on scene right yeah it gets really it gets really hot oh my word i bet well anyways adam thank you so much for joining us today brother can you give the audience just like a little background on what it is you do um you know just yeah what's your background and, and why you got into crimes cleaning i guess okay so um you know what? Actually, just move the mic just a little bit closer to your uh, okay, okay, to your okay. face there. Yeah, perfect. All right. So, um, so what I do, um, I do crime scene cleaning, um, any unattended deaths, homicides, suicides, um, anything dealing with drugs, yep. uh, meth, fentanyl cleanup, and uh, I do hoarding houses, clean hoarding houses, and. Um, Kind of everything in between. Yeah, yeah, whatever random, whatever random comes, stuff. right? Yeah. Wow, that's so. that's crazy. So, growing up, like, what was the dream job? Like, the, what what is it you wanted to do? So, as as somebody now as an adult that's five foot three, I was <laughs> thinking I was going to be a professional basketball player. <laughs> so that was my uh, that was my dream, right? But that didn't that didn't work yeah, out. Yeah, I so. guess there's some dreams that are a little bit. Uh, too out, far out of out, reach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. <laughs> so, dream job. Obviously, you want it. You know, you got. You were in sports big time, but yeah. Like, I just, I guess, I'm so interested as to how this came about. Like, this idea of starting your own business as a crime scene cleaner. So, I'll tell you the story of what happened. Um, so, I actually um, was in boxing. I was a really good boxer. Oh, okay. I was a featherweight. I fought at 125 pounds, 130 pounds, and I did pretty well for as an amateur. And um, I taught boxing. Like I was oh, teaching okay. boxing yeah, yeah, yeah. At, per, at Premier Fitness in, in St. Catharines. Um, they closed down, and then I was out of a job. I didn't have a job. Um, I got hurt in, in, in uh, boxing, and I couldn't compete anymore. And um, I actually went on a date with a girl, and, um, you know, she was kind of like, oh, like, what do you do? Like, and whatever, right? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I was like, well, I'm a bum. Like, I don't have a job. Like, I just lost my job. I don't <laughs> yeah. do anything, right? Yeah. And she says, well, she goes, well, my ex-husband is uh, does body removal for the coroner's office. And I said, I'd do that. And she's like, well, they're hiring. I'm like, I'll do it. So right Are there, you serious? So right there on her date, she called him, and she's like, hey, like I got a guy who's interested in work and uh, he's like, okay, so we'll get him started. So the next day I was hired, literally the next day I was hired. Are you kidding me? That's, that, how, it, that that's how it happened. I got into body removal and uh, my first call that I got, um, I remember him calling me and uh, he was like, okay, hey, are you ready for this? I said, yep. He goes, okay, well we have a train accident. Somebody got hit by a train. Oh my God. Um, and that was my first call. So he's kind of like, 
if you can do this, you got the job. And I did it. So I worked with the coroner's office um, <clears throat> doing body removal, body pickup for a while. And uh, I decided that I wanted to open my own business. Like I was, I felt I was good enough to do it yeah. to open my own yeah, business. Yeah, because you weren't, I guess, um, getting paid by the job more. Right, yeah, like right, it was, right, yeah. 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 And, and I kind of saw what was involved in, in how lucrative the funeral industry is, right? And um, so I opened, I just kind of took a leap and was like, I'm going to do it. I'm either sinking or swimming. And um, so I opened my own body removal service and kind of at the end of my run, I had 14 funeral homes that I serviced and Niagara Regional Police calls and Hamilton Police calls. And I was just about to get into Toronto as well. Wow. So, yeah. So is that, that's all currently ongoing right now? No. Okay. (laughs) Excuse me. That's not going right now. So what happened... um, there's the bereavement authority of Ontario. They, right. they regulate every death that happens in Ontario. And in 2018, they came out with a rule um, that if you weren't a licensed funeral director, you weren't, they weren't going to use you as a removal service. Really? Yeah. So um, I kind of opted out to not do the body removal thing anymore. I was going through some personal stuff in my life at the time. And, um, well, it's not an easy job. I mean, right. Like that must take a toll on. I've picked up over 10,000 bodies. Holy. So I was doing about 120 calls a month for nine years. So, wow. Yeah. It's a lot of, I've I've seen a lot of death. (laughs) Um, so yeah. So in 2018, um, I decided I wasn't going to do it. I, Went and worked at another removal service in Toronto, which is really cool. Like I was, I got to experience a lot of stuff out in Toronto, different yeah. stuff you don't see here. Right. And, um, yeah, I, I was like, you know what, what am I going to do now? And I was like, well, I can pick up bodies. I could clean them up. So I went and worked for a couple of restoration companies that do okay. the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, can do this on your own. I'm going to do this on my own. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. do this on my own. And that's when I uh, opened up Trillium Environmental. Yeah. And, and then it's just been just good kinda, ever since. It, it's, well, yeah, it's been, it's been okay. It's rough. Um, yeah. I, I'm in competition with a couple very worldwide um, services. Services, right? I'm not going to yeah. say who or whatever. But um, yeah, it's been, it's been rough. It's so. tricky, eh? Because I, I feel like... Um, I, <laughs> I don't know the death industry at all, but there is certainly an industry there because somebody's got to do that job. Mm-hmm. Just like somebody has to go, you know, people have to fight for their country. Right. People have to do that job. There has to be those people. Right. Just like there has to be somebody to remove a dead body from a scene. Yep. As much as it might make somebody's curls toe, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it, it matters. Like, yeah. you, you know, that's, it's yeah. something that needs to happen. Right. Yep. So I guess, it must mean that with a lot of businesses, because obviously not a lot of people do this. It sounds no, like it's not more a lot like, of people yeah. There. So it, it seems like it's more, there might be two or three companies that mm-hmm. kind of just run it in North America. R- well, yeah. So like in every city, I know here in Niagara, you got one for sure, maybe two. Yeah. Um, out in Hamilton, there's one for sure, maybe two out there. Yeah. Toronto, there's about three, maybe four. Um, but out in Sudbury and stuff like that, where, you know, it's, there's, there's not a lot of stuff going on. You like, 
it's kind of like the funeral homes pick up the bodies and stuff like wow. that, right? Like yeah. that's for the removal part. Yeah, of it. yeah. But, uh, it, it, as in is in crime scene cleaning, um, lots of people kind of do it, but I, I think I stand out from different companies because I've had so much experience. Yeah, with the body removal service work, right? Right, right. So. Man, it's like, it's so much, it's so much to unpack, but I got to be honest, like, how does that, like, how do you not get affected by, I guess, doing it every single day? Like, it's got to take a strong person to kind of, you know, not be so affected by it. Like, what are some things that you've kind of picked up, I guess, in not necessarily skills, but like just understanding psychologically, you know, where you stand with that kind of thing? Um, well, I think I think I've just kind of adapted to it, yeah, um, and got used to it, right? So, say if you're in real estate, you sell one house. When you sell one house, you sell a hundred houses. It's kind of just the same, yeah, motions yeah. going through, right? It, it, and obviously, body removal is a total different. Yeah, no, but you're right because every situation right? but, is different. But at the same time, you're doing the same idea i guess yeah. right like you're still selling a yeah. house right so i kind of just um i i kind of just i guess suck it up yeah like i've seen i've seen a lot of stuff like i've seen stuff that you wouldn't even want to see in your worst nightmares yeah I, right i gotta be honest like you never really think about it like you don't like jobs i guess you could ask yourself like what are some jobs that nobody even thinks are jobs that would be one of them it's right. like body removal right mm. but it's something like i said is necessary i can't imagine like See, like, I just, wow, I'm, I'm like shocked. Yeah. So I guess I'm really curious. How do you, I guess, adapt to each different situation? Because like with death, there's literally, there's not one exact situation for every single person. It, it all differs. Like, what is that? How do you learn that? Um, like, like I said, you, I, I guess I've kind of just adapted to it. Like you, yeah. like, you know, you do one body and it's kind of like you see one, you see them all. Right. And yeah. it's different scenarios. And, um, it, like, it, like it, it, there's so many different scenarios you could do. Right. Yeah. So you yeah. can get, um, so there's like, there could be like a homicide, right? So somebody was murdered. The coroner's office calls you out, you go pick up and, and you're, now, wait, let me ask you this. Let me jump in. Are you inspecting the bodies as well? Like for a homicide case, are you like noting how they died? No, no not that. No, no. Okay. So what, so as body removal, what I was doing is, was getting called out by the police or the coroner's office okay. specifically to pick up the body. Don't ask questions. Don't ask what's going on. You're there for one job really? and that's to put the body into a body bag and take the body to the hospital for an autopsy. And wow. that's it. You don't ask questions. Nope. No. No. Wow. That's right. That's so it, it's interesting, I guess. Like, it, yeah, you know, you, I guess as a curious mind, you wonder like what, what happened? What was the cause of death? And you I can mean, kind of pick up things. You can kind of, yeah, yeah. Like I'm sure together. as a, yeah, as a, as a, you see it, right. So mm-hmm. it matters, but you, you made one comment to me over the phone and I found it very interesting, um, dealing with families. Right. And you said that that is a, big part of your job and something that you value much more than even what you get paid for the job or, or, you know, how many days it is or whatever that looks like on the business end of things. Right. It's dealing with the families because they just experienced literally the worst thing that you could possibly experience. Mm -hmm. And you are kind of like 
one of those people that are right there in the exact moment that they kind of find out. Well, yeah, that's uh, that that's a big part of my of 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 what I do as well. Like you know, you're you're dealing with these families, whether it be a, a very tragic accident or it's an expected death. Yeah. And the family knows it's going to happen, but regardless, you, like it's, the family still, still yeah. This, yeah. they, they st- it's, it's still hard for anyone. Right. So, so, um, my kind of goal is I'm the first person when I was doing the body removal, yeah. I was the first person at the door, right. Besides right. the police beside to start the grieving process. I was it the takes guy. A second, I was right. Yeah. Like, so when I would go and knock on the door, um, I had literally one, two, three knocks to gain a hundred percent of these people's trust yeah. before they even open the door. That means clean shaven, which I'm not, um, <laughs> dress nice, yep, yep. pants pressed. Um, I used to have guys that used to work for me and you know, I'd call them and I'd say, Hey, we have a call. Uh, they'd show up at my house and they looked disheveled or sh- they're, and they said it's three o'clock in the morning. Why isn't your suit ironed? Yeah. And they're like, well, three o'clock in the morning. I'm like, we're going to see a, somebody who just is dealing with the death. You got to look a hundred percent. You have yeah. to, there's no other way around it. You have to look a hundred percent. Right. So if you, so say, um, you know, your aunt or somebody passes away and somebody's knocking at your door and you open the door and they look like a bum, you're not going to trust them to come in and take your dad. Oh, away. True. Right. Bad. No, like it, <laughs> it really is. It, it, yeah. it is true. Like if you know, it takes a lot to make a first impression and mm-hmm. 80% of communication is nonverbal. Right. Meaning it's your body language. Yes. Right. And body language, meaning what you're dressed like, how you look, how you present yourself, how you stand, where your hands are, you yep. know, all of those things are huge factors. So I guess, where did you learn the intricate details of being in this industry? For example, dealing with families. Um, just kind of following my mentors in the funeral yeah. industry, right? Kind of like picking up what this guy has to say, picking up what this lady has to say, and kind of just blending it all together and being right, like, right. okay, I think I've finally figured this out. Yeah. Like, I think I think I got it. Like how to deal with people. Right. And I mean, you know, kudos to you. Like you are very good with people. Like when you came here today, very polite, Thank outgoing. You. Yeah, of course. Like in and, and a good energy, not a high energy, because I mean, you're not going to walk in when somebody just passed away and say, Oh, Hey, how's it going? Yeah. You know, like right. that's not, you know, but like, like even when I, I remember, um, when I was in homes and stuff, I tried to, um, make the families feel at ease. Right. Yeah. So if it was like, you know, an older lady and her husband passed away of cancer, um, I'd kind of play it off as like, I'd be walking in the house and I'd say, who's this good looking guy? And she'd yeah. be like, Oh, that's my husband. And this is, this is the first time we met. And it, like my goal was, even though this is the worst time of these people's life. Yeah. If I left and they weren't smiling, I didn't do my job. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I think that's actually a really good way to look at it. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people, um, I, I kind of almost want to address the audience here is like, you know, you may think, Oh, like, how do you, you know, how do you live with yourself doing this? Adam is the person that has the guts to go out and literally save people from a, a grieving, immense grief, and knowing that their body or that their loved one mm-hmm. is being taken care of. Yep. 
and and I think that's the beauty in this job mm-hmm. is that you people can trust you to get it done properly professionally right. and with care because you yeah. genuinely do care. I mean, you can tell, right? right. Like when you walk into a place, you, you show that you're 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 you know what you're doing. You're professional and you care, mm-hmm. right? And you're soft hearted. Yeah, you have empathy, right? Yeah. And I think that's the that's the beauty, and I think what you get to do is you actually have an opportunity to try to, you know, make an at lasting impact in somebody in their worst, worst moment. And that yeah. takes the biggest, biggest person. Right. It really does. Yeah. So uh, of course yeah. I wanted to make that announcement because okay. thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, as, as much as like death can be an interesting thing and a, you know, fascinating thing. I agree. I think it can be. Some people might not even like talking about it. I think it's a, you know, it's a 50 50 type situation. But in the end, you're the person that is actually willing to go out and do this when 99% of the population won't. Mm-hmm. Yet that 1% is what people need. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this job isn't for anyone. Um, I, everybody's so interested in it, right? Yeah. Like I, I talked to you uh, earlier and I, I was saying, like, death is the most interesting thing in the world. And everybody wants to know what's going on. Yeah. Anytime you read something on Facebook or Instagram, somebody passed away, there was a car accident, why are the police here? Why? Why? What happened? What take happened? um take um what just happened with um Alec uh Alec Baldwin. Yes. Yeah. Take what just happened with him, yeah. right? Total accident. It was more what happened that yeah. people were interested about. Yeah. Right. And, and how did it happen? Yeah. Right? People are interested. And uh I remember I, I I was going to the gym working out and word gets around that I did body removal, right? Um, so this guy comes up to me and um, he's a really big guy and muscle guy. And uh, he says to me, I heard you do body removal. And I said, yeah, yeah, that's what I do. He goes, well, I want to get a job. He said, well, I'm, you know, I'm really not hiring anyone right now. But in, every time I saw him. Let me come and work. Let me come and work. Yeah. This is a big guy working out, bench pressing 300 pounds, whatever, yeah, right? Yeah, And uh, so I said, okay, you can come out with me. I'll bring you out to a call to see how we're, we're going to work out. So um, so he got in his suit. We ended up getting a call one day for this elderly woman at a nursing home. Um, and it was an expected death. She was sick for a while. Yeah. And uh, so I went and picked this guy up and he says, oh, I'm not scared of anything. And I, I said, well, that's good. Like I need somebody like that. Yeah. Who's not going to, you know, well, that's true. So we go and we, we, um, go into the room with, with the, the gurney. And, um, <laughs> this guy said, listen, follow my lead. I'm going to talk to the family. Just kind of watch what I do. So I'm sitting there talking to the family. And the next thing I hear is boom against the wall. And I turn around and he's through the drywall. Are you serious? Passed right out. Passed right out. Are you kidding me? Yep. And this was like a 94-year-old woman who peacefully passed away at a nursing home with her family around. This guy just saw this woman and lights out. <laughs> it was, you know, I turned around and I said, said to the family, I said, oh man, like, sorry, you got to leave the room timing. for yeah. just a second. And they're like, no, like, it's okay. Like, we get it. And I kind of explained to him, like, this is the first time this guy's been out, right? So, <laughs> oh so I'm God. sitting there and I helping the guy up and I said what's going on he goes oh I don't know he goes we walked in the room and I saw her laying in the bed and I don't remember anything after that oh <laughs> and I so that that guy didn't work out let's just say that yeah, guy didn't yeah. work out I wasn't gonna bring him on any more calls with me it's so. <laughs> it's it's such a touchy subject 
when you're bringing someone new, I, I can't imagine the hiring process. Like I asked you, it was funny because I asked you, um, literally when you came here, I was like, so what happens when you can't take a call? You immediately said, no, I always take a call. Yeah. And I don't blame you, right? Yeah. But then I said, okay, well, you don't have any days off. No, I don't have days off. Mm. And then I said, well, why don't you hire a team? Nope, can't trust anybody. And I didn't really understand it until now. Mm. If I'm going to be totally honest, right. because not you don't know if somebody can handle that. That is like... Yeah. So, so with the crime scene cleaning stuff, um, it's not as intense as the body removal stuff. Right, right. right. So that's intense. That's like heartfelt. Like out of the out of the all the calls I've done, um, I remember almost all of them. Right, and some sometimes I forget about some, but sometimes I'll drive past the It'll, house and I'll be like, I've been in that house before, right? Yeah. But with the crime scene cleaning stuff, everything's done. Now it's just time to clean up and get people's lives back to normal. Yeah. Right. Doing the restoration side of it. And, uh, you know, so I, I did a sudden death. There was a sudden death a couple of weeks ago in Niagara Falls at a hotel. Okay. Yeah. And, um, the woman who managed the hotel was devastated. Like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. And you got to think there's a lot of stuff that happens when you pass away putrefaction your body starts to want to lose fluids the decomposition Uh, process starts right so it can get pretty messy at times and this woman was like you know in the smell too um the woman was like i don't know what to do and i was able to get the room back to normal so she could rent it out so you like when that happens a body passes away let's say a hotel Mm -hmm. you literally Somebody would hire you, I guess the, wait, who hires you in that situation? So sometimes it's, um, you know, like a, like a landlord or a family member. Okay. So, or, they, okay. Right. right. Or, or victim services or, gotcha. so right. it's, it's literally anybody. Cause I was, I was curious as I was saying that I was like, I was going to ask, you know, you go into a house and you literally take the body was there. It may have been removed. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily always remove bodies is what I'm No, so I don't do remove any bodies anymore. Oh, gotcha. Right? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so I don't do that anymore. Um, I just do the cleanup now. Understood. So now the bodies get removed, mm-hmm. and then they call you. Mm-hmm. We need it professionally cleaned, sorted out. Yep. That would literally mean... Cleaning the floors, uh, getting rid of the smell. Removing the mattress wherever they passed away, a couch. Um, you know, sometimes, um, it, you know, if they died on a floor, right. remove carpet, remove the underpad, remove the subfloor. All of that's biohazard and you have to get rid of everything, right? Oh, I see. So it's it's more... And then restore it, right? Yes. Put in new wood. Oh, so you're doing that too. So just, just the basic stuff. Basic I don't stuff. do new carpet. It's not like you're a yeah, 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 I'm not a contractor. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Right. We'll still hire... Okay, so I can't ask you to build my house someday? Okay. No, no, no. no Understood. No. <laughs> um, but, ah, man, that's... It's interesting stuff. So you don't do body removal anymore. You do the crime scene cleaning. Yeah. Um, can we get into, was there a reason for that? Was it like you kind of um, wanted to move yeah, on? Or? Yeah. So that's kind of like the same thing as I got into the body removal. Um, I worked at a uh, restoration company and they called me out and we had a death call um, and, and it was at a farmhouse. So we went in and I was with some younger guys too, right? And uh, they said, oh, I can't, I can't take the smell. Like, I'm not going in. And I was like. Is it, is it really that bad? It's bad. bad. It's bad. Yeah. yeah. Hits you in the face like a train. Yeah. Wow. So um, I was like, this is my thing. 
this is what yeah. I do. I'm, yeah. I'll go in, no problem, right? So uh, I went in and I was the guy that kind of started removing stuff and, and getting stuff kind of prepped for the other guys to come in too, right? And I was like, why, why am I doing this with these? Yeah, that actually makes and, a lot and, of and, sense. And here's yeah. the thing too. The home, the homeowner, so it was the father who passed away, and the okay. son came to the house. And, and noticed that he passed and, away. Yeah, and noticed he passed away. So when they called us out to go do the job, I'm there with this restoration company that I was working for, and the, the family's there, so the son is there, and I'm with these younger kids, and they're like, oh, oh, it stinks in here. And I'm like... You can't say that in front of this man whose father just passed away. Like, this is insane, wow. right? So at that moment, I was kind of like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I, I, I've been... You can handle it. I've, I've seen a lot of death. I've seen a lot of stuff that a lot of people couldn't handle. And I'm like, I'm the perfect guy for the job. I'm starting my own company, Right. So that's, that's what I did yeah. to open and up. It, and it, it's obviously going well. I mean, I can, you know, just keep at it. Like, I, yeah. and that's what you're doing and yeah. it's going to work out. I know you said it was maybe a little bit rough right now. You certainly have competition, um, not, but like not, not rough, but it's like, uh, you know what I mean? Like the growth it, stage, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah. I've only yeah. been in business with this for uh, just over two years. Yeah. So. You know what though? Like somebody like you who knows what they're doing and goes above and beyond it's bound to just take like completely take off to the point where, right. <laughs> you know, you might not be able to take a call cause you were literally always on a job, but right. you know, you need six hours of sleep minimum, right? Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and breakfast, yeah. maybe Tim's along the way. Yeah, but, for uh, sure. Is there any, and without, I guess, getting too graphic, mm -hmm. is there any stories like, cause you said like you've gotten used to it, but that doesn't come with being hit by some stuff. That's like, Whoa, that like, I cannot believe I saw that today. Was there anything like that, that for you, I guess when you were doing the body removal, that was like, man, like, do I still want to do this? Um, yeah, there was this one time where I really questioned myself. Um, like, cause I'm not going to get into detail. Yeah. Yeah. No but need. There yeah. was a homicide and it was with a young girl. Oh my uh, God. She was about, I think she was about six or seven. Um, the parents, something had something to do with it. And so we're standing there with the police outside of the room and the, they're giving the family the opportunity to come in and say one last goodbye. So I'm standing there and the dad comes around the corner like this and I'm watching him and he looks into the room and he sees his daughter laying in the hospital bed. And I watched that man break his whole entire life break in front of me. Covering yeah. his mouth. I'll never forget him doing that like this. Drop to the floor, crying and and saying, oh my God, and screaming. And I'm like, kind of like, what am I doing here? Why am I here? Like, I don't know if I can wow. handle this. And that was one call that I was like, I don't know. I don't know. But um, I persevered and kind of got through that. And, yeah. you know, I was, I was glad, even though I didn't, speak to the family um i was glad that i was the one who was able to, to yeah you know what i, I can imagine the there's some comfort no in knowing that this situation is managed by you mm -hmm. um i th i think that that definitely helps you 
because you're good at what you do, mm. meaning you're good with relationships, because right. I've said it before, business is relationships. Mm-hmm. And as much it is as for you is it is a business, it is actually more though more so than I honestly think any job out there relationship. Mm-hmm. Like no doubt about it. And you right. are just meeting these people. Right. This is like test you want to test your first impressions? <laughs> You yeah. know, do what you do. Like, yeah. seriously. Yeah. Um, so it's it's very interesting. I think it seems like you find comfort in knowing that it, it, you, when you get to manage a job, you know that those people may will feel comfort in your mm-hmm. services, will still grieve, yeah. but will feel comfortable with you, yeah. right? And that's what I like about the crime scene cleaning stuff too, right? Like, this is people, you know, whether it's a hoarding situation or, uh, you know, a sudden death the, you know, the landlord sitting there and he's like, oh man, like now I got this problem on my hands. Like, what do I do? Right. And I'm, I'm just, I, I really enjoy removing everything and kind of putting everything kind of back to normal. Mm -hmm. So people are like, oh, you know, like good. Like, I'm glad that you're, you have this service. You know, a lot of times, and even now I'm having a hard time. People don't know who to call. Right. Yeah. You know, and, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm just glad that I'm able to uh, help out. Well, it's an opportunity. And, yeah. yeah, it's an opportunity to, I guess, try to make the process softer. Yeah, right. That you can't. Whatever you do, you cannot yeah. make it better. It, it, it's yeah. you know, it's tough. Like I don't think it's possible, but I think it's possible to soften it. Right. And I think that it <laughs> to even soften it by like one percent mm-hmm. takes a special person. Yeah. Right. And there's a lot of people out there like that. Like I tell people, like, well, what was your reaction when I called you up? You know what? I was shocked. I was happy to know that I'm getting this person calling me out of the blue. <laughs> right. But like, I was shocked. Yeah. Really. You know, and like in that, and your reaction is the same as everybody else's. And they're like, what do you do for a living? There's been a lot of calls that I've been on where I'm like, this is weird. This is weird. Yeah. Like, you know, um, you know, without getting into too much yeah, stuff. Yeah. Right. But it's like, nah, I don't know. I don't know. Like they're like, oh, this is a sudden death. I'm like, yeah, right. And and I and there's been times where I've called the coroner and I said, because sometimes when the coroner comes out, they'll just they'll just say, okay, just transfer to the hospital. I'll be there in the morning to check the body out. Right. And there's been times where I'm <laughs> like, nah, I think you need to come out here. Like you need to actually come out and check it out, right? Because. We're the people like we're we're moving the body around and seeing stuff, you know. Like I've I've moved a body before, and there was a knife under the body really? that nobody caught. Right? Are you serious? Oh yeah. And um, so I would I would tell the police, hey, you know, look at what's going on. So at that point, it becomes a crime scene. We're out of there. We are like you're out. Like- yeah. There was one time that um that that something happened, and uh, my partner and I noticed and we brought the uh, to the attention of the police and they're like you can't even move your stretcher you have to leave and we'll call you back when you're good to go like the amount of steps oh it's I a, guess. it's a whole process it's That's a whole it's like a whole process crazy. a lot of people in you know and a lot of people don't understand the whole uh, death process right there's so many steps and so much stuff involved in it you know it's very intricate in what goes on in just a simple death right yeah and um yeah even to the end to where i'm done like when the you know the police tape is down the police leave that's where i come in and i start right. cleaning up right but that could be even 
a week, maybe two weeks oh, after. Oh, really? Yeah, right? So, like, the smell, it like, that sticks for that? Oh, it sticks, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I don't know if you checked out my Instagram yet there, but... Oh, I haven't. Yeah, you have to check that out. We'll pop it up. What is it? You can, we can let people know. It's uh, the Grim Sweeper 79. The Grim Sweeper yeah. 79. That's right. So, <laughs> yeah. That's good. So. That's good. So, it, I guess it, it, it lasts, like, I, I mean, how, like... Can you give some of the pro- – I don't know if that's too much, but can you give some of the process of what that looks like, you showing up to a scene to now leaving? Like what What are the steps So it kind of depends on what the – what the what the call is, right? right? So if it's a sudden death and it's there's been a decomposition, um, in general, kind of you go in, open the door, there's a smell. You have to put on your our, our suits that we're yep, wearing yep. and our mask. You have to wear those. Um there could be some maggot activity. You see a lot of blood. You see a lot of fluid that's leaked onto the floor. Um, so what we do is remove the source. We got to remove that couch, right? But there's a certain way you got to do it. You can't just take the couch and throw it in the garbage or put it at the side of the street, yeah, yeah. right? There's a process you got to do. And then uh, from there, it's kind of like get rid of the source of, of, of the biohazard and... Um, that could be removing the couch, removing the carpet, under pad, like I was yeah, saying. Yeah. That could leak into the subfloor, you know, e- even further sometimes. It's, 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 it can get bad sometimes, right? So yeah, wow. It's like, it's, there's a lot involved. Be able to handle it. Even then, like, even if there is no body there, mm-hmm. being able to handle an actual crime scene, let alone, like you were explaining with the restoration company. Yeah. The guys couldn't even handle a crime scene. Yeah. Granted, couldn't even. I guess I should rephrase that because. I don't think <laughs> right. I could, to be honest with yeah. you. Like it's, it's, but it's interesting because it just goes back to, it has to be the right person. Like mm. the right people have to be called for that job. Right. Right. So, you know, you, you get a, you get a, like, I, like I have friends that know, right. So I have, I have a friend who owns an apartment building and a death happened in his really? apartment and he's, and he called me up. I haven't talked to this guy in five years. He goes, I know you're in the death industry somehow. What do I do? This woman passed away in one of my apartment buildings. And I'm like, well, I'll come and clean it up. Because he's like, probably that's the what first I do person now, to right? notice it, eh? Yeah. And uh, he's like, I don't want anyone but you. Like, you're Just my guy. He goes, yeah. you were the first guy that I thought about. Right? So. I guess in in, in the sense of business, mm-hmm. um, your, your name sticks. Because when somebody understands like, like now, I will never forget that I knew a guy named Adam that cle- that cleaned up bodies and then switched over to a crime scene career, running his own business, cleaning up scenes right. of where deaths happened. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget that. Mm-hmm. So if like I own a product, you know what I'm saying? Like yep. it sticks with people. So from a business perspective, you know, when I hear of a real estate agent, I might think of three or four. Mm-hmm. With death, I think of one person. Yep. That one person is you. If I didn't know you up until today, yeah. it would be the police. And then yeah. I don't know what else to do from there. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like in a, a lot of people, um, a lot of people don't know what to do. They're right. they're like, that's the thing. They're like, who do we who do we call? Who do we call? Right. So and it is the police first, or you know, a lot of people call the funeral homes first if they have, you know, you know, pre existing funeral plans. Yeah, yeah. Right. But uh yeah, it's a process. And then but the thing is, they're like, Okay, well now that the body's gone. We have this mess and we don't want to touch it. Who do we call? You- so wait, let me ask you this. 
Can the police clean it up? Like, do they, are they no, trained? No, no, no. They want nothing to do with it. But yeah. They want nothing to do I with it. I mean, it realistically, it, not a waste. Well, it kind of is a waste of their time mm-hmm. because, you know, you can't go and, and solve a, or, or break up a fight or mm-hmm. that's not your right. job. If yeah. the police got to go, they got to go. Right? right. And so I guess it, 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 it helps to have somebody like you. Right. Yeah. Like it does yeah. because, and, you know, and, and that's the thing I give my cards out, um, to, you know, to the police, I give my cards out to real estate agents because even I have a friend who's a real estate agent and he had a, ended up getting this house that would, it was a hoarding house. And he's like, how, how am I going to clean this up? Adam, he'll come right, and clean it right. up. Right. I so, see. Yeah. So I work with a lot of real estate agents and, uh, you know, do stuff for them and I'm there for them. And yeah, yeah. I, it, you know, it's, it, it's just, it's really interesting. Like that's what it is because you do everything across the map, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess let me ask you this: is um, most of your business is it cleaning horror houses? Is it um, crime scene cleaning? Like, like what I clean what nobody else wants to clean, right? So it is I that do, varies I that do, much. I eh? do blood, urine, feces. Um, right. You know, I do residential cleaning as well. Um, you know. It's like the stuff that nobody wants to clean. Right. I'm I'm gonna clean it. I mean, and and here's the thing: is from a, I guess once again from a business perspective, when nobody wants to do something, they'll pay top dollar yeah. to get it done. Right. Right. And and that's where, yeah, I can see where your job would be very successful in terms of financially, right. but also growth because when you do that, like when you when you're called to to clean up a scene, right? Mm-hmm. There are probably ten people. Th- Right at that scene, at mm-hmm. that very moment, especially if it's a sudden death, mm-hmm. that you can hand your card to. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. and so, you know, and that sticks with people. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the advantage. So, I, I don't know. Like, do you feel like over time, your business is bound to to just consistently grow literally year by year? Well, that's what I hope. Yeah. Right. Obviously. You know, like so, every business, right? Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, like that's that's what I want to do. I want to be, you know, the guy in Niagara Hamilton um, that people are like, okay, like we got to call Adam. Like we yeah. got to call Adam for this job. And, you know, I want to have, um, I'm in restoration, right? So the companies that I used to work for, they do water damage, fire damage. Oh, so they're mold, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So, but nobody, I think... And don't quote me. Yeah. I think I'm the only crime scene cleaning company within Niagara. Right. I think I'm the only one. I, I gotta be honest. I, right. I don't know of any. Yeah. yeah like so. literally. Right. And yeah, it's, it's very, um, like the opportunity you can tell is, mm-hmm. is there. Yeah. Like no questions asked. Yeah. Right. So, so like, I, I want to be that guy that where people are, you know, whether it's drugs or, um, you know, meth fentanyl that needs to be cleaned from a house or a landlord's got a, you know, some, some tenants that are into drugs and they need it cleaned or whether it's from a car. Um, I want to get into that. Right. Like I want to be, do you get, sorry to cut you off. Do you get into like drug busts and stuff like that? No, no, no. It's just the remediation after the fact. Okay. That's what I mean. So like if the police, you know, find a a home that's selling drugs illegally or I don't, I don't really know that, but, um, they would call you to come clean it up. The fan, the homeowner, or or maybe insurance would call. Gotcha. Okay, because it's right. not really the police's no. job to go clean yeah. that up. Yeah. Right? So it's kind of like when the, the the crime scene tape is gone, the police have left. Now what do we do with the property? Now what do we do? 
right? And that's where I want to stand yeah. out and, you know. Be, I mean, I'm not going to clean up fentanyl if I'm a landlord. It'll and, kill you. Yeah. Right? Like, you don't know how. You know, I am, I'm, I'm trained and certified yeah. in cleaning this stuff, right? You yeah. Can't, you can't just call somebody to clean up a, a fentanyl house. Hey, hey, hey Wes, uh, can I pay you 20 bucks an hour? Uh, yeah, I got some cocaine just laying all over the floor. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, man. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. send it the transfer but, later. But, like, but even that doesn't work full like hazmat that. suit and respirator. Yeah. Like, you know, like I, like I even, so like when I have to go do, so sometimes I get called for cars, cars that have been stolen and, you know, these, oh, okay. these guys want to go take the car on a joy ride or whatever. Um, I say, and they call me and they say, hey, can you come clean this car? Like we can salvage it and we, we just want it clean carpets, take the seats out, clean the whole thing, make sure it's safe for the family to get back in. I hire somebody to stand there and watch me with naloxone in case I start acting goofy, right? Really? Oh, yeah, right? Like, I'll just, somebody will come with me and they'll just stand there kind of watching me while I clean. Because if you get, you mess with fentanyl, man, that's a different, that's a different monster, right? So wow. if, I, if I'm cleaning the car and, you know, I start saying, you know, yeah, you should really come in the back seat and check out this toilet back here. That's when my guy's like, Okay, he's Stop. been affected by the fentanyl. Time for me to hit him with the naloxone, right? Wow. You start acting yeah. weird, saying weird stuff, you know? So, and th- it's never happened, thank God. But, yeah, no. But you, but you don't know. You know what? Right? I, I admire it because you, you take your precautions. And like, you know, there's every job you make your mistakes. Mm-hmm. Some jobs you try not to make mistakes. I mean, I'm a sports guy. Look at the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. I love football. Yeah. You, you get paid not to make mistakes, just to do your job, right? Mm. Then when you make mistakes, it looks really bad. But is it the end of the world? No. Is Could it be the end of your career? Very much so, mm-hmm. right? I would consider that a high-risk job mm-hmm. because if you make enough mistakes, you're done for. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, as a real estate agent, you make a, a few mistakes, word gets out, mm-hmm. right? But as somebody who is being trusted with like something as important as death in whatever variation mm-hmm. at whatever time period, whether it was two months after or a week after there's no room for mistakes, mm-hmm. like no learning lessons. I mean, right. I mean, there might be a little bit, but mm-hmm. like realistically you cannot yeah. make mistakes. Yeah. You know, like you, you yeah. yeah, you get infected with fentanyl. Like that's, yeah, that's no man. That's uh it's not something to mess around with. Yeah. Right. So and, go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I'm just saying like, like sometimes people think, well, I'll just get somebody to come and clean this up. That's dangerous. Yeah. Like, that's real. Da- that's, <laughs> yeah. play, that's, that's playing Russian roulette there. Yeah. Right? No, seriously. So, so I guess let me ask you this last question. Okay. Here. Um, so what would be the future? Like, where do you want to see your company go? I know you want to be the guy in Niagara that like, we got to call Adam, call Adam, call mm. Adam. And of course that's, yeah, yeah. that's great. Um, how do you plan on getting there? Like, what are some, so I don't want to make a million dollars. Yeah. Right. Um, I want to live comfortably. I have a family. I, you know, I have four kids and yeah. you know, so right now I'm running my business out of my one bedroom apartment. Right. right. And, and out of my truck. So I, I would like to have a small shop one day where I can kind of run my stuff out of and, you know, have an office there and maybe have a, a secretary work for me and have a couple guys that are, are going to come help me out yeah. doing jobs. Right. But I don't want to be that guy where I'm like, well, I'm the boss. I'm sitting home. Everybody else can take care of it. Yeah. I want to go to every call. I want to be in like Flint. 
right? Yeah. I, w- I want to be to every call and, um, and I hope it stays like that. Like, I don't want to be a, a boss. I want to be, have a team. Right. Yeah. And, 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 you know, like a business side would say, well, you know, Adam, then yeah, you can't make a million dollars cause you're not, you know, I guess growing to your maximum potential, but mm. it doesn't sound like you really want to, like you said, you know, mm. you want, you, you actually enjoy your job and helping people. I love it. I, I mean, love it. I gotta be honest, nobody in their right mind would do this job mm. because they enjoy the entire job as a whole, because mm. it's not an easy job. Mm. But to be able to help people, mm-hmm. I can see that that is probably your biggest joy. Yeah. And what you do is yeah. that you get to be that light, you know, when, when it's a, not a great situation. Yep. Yep. And that, and that's what I love about it. I love, I love putting, making people feel better in the, the worst or shittiest position yeah. in, in their life. Yeah. Right. You know, mom just passed away. Um, you know, I'm waving and smiling as I'm leaving with the with the body and, say, and or, they're or, smiling. or, or yeah. you know or like you know there's been like a really something a, a, a traumatic event happen and i'm leaving and people are like adam thank you so much for cleaning this up like you know we you know we don't know what we do without you kind of thing and i'm not looking that for for gratification yeah right yeah, but, but i'm know, just like i'm like i'm glad i was the able to be the one to help you and, and you think you know i don't know what we would do without you seriously like that yeah i uh, I don't like if I was ever in that position or if, you know, I, I'm just trying to think from somebody, their perspective in that position, if it wasn't for you, like, like what do they do? Yeah. Who do they call? Like a cleaning service, a mating service is not going to clean that up. No, like, no, this, you, you ain't, know, this, like, ain't, this ain't no Molly. Maid yeah. Stuff, right. <laughs> Molly Maid's has their industry of their own, yeah. you know, but I guess on that note, Adam, man, thank you so yeah, much thank for, you for having me. For coming out like it and uh, hazmat suits, bringing the hazmat yeah, suits, yeah, yeah. the mask. That was awesome. Yeah. But uh, yeah, anybody who's interested in contacting Adam, you can reach him via his Instagram account or I guess shout out like your number or, you know, yeah. website, so, uh, whatever. So my number, uh, my phone number, contact me directly. That's another thing too. I don't do a lot of email stuff or whatever. I want to be called on the phone directly. That's how I like doing business. So my phone number, you can reach me, Trillium Environmental at uh, 289 nine three one eight one nine one i do have instagram um it's uh the grim sweeper 79 and then i also have a facebook account trillium environmental gotcha well perfect no adam thanks so much for uh, for letting people know about that yeah. i'm sure you won't get any bookings but you may get some calls yeah I mean, <laughs> you know i don't think you get many bookings so yeah. <laughs> let's be so, honest but yeah. uh no it was great having you man and thanks. it's definitely interesting to see a perspective that i guess a lot of people don't get to get to see right yeah from this from this side of the job but uh happy we're, we're posting this on halloween so happy halloween happy everybody halloween. happy uh 31st and uh yeah have fun trick-or-treating and, and have a good night everybody thank you so much for listening or, or watching cheers <laughs>